This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And, of course, in studio with Charlie Yours truly, the sous chef of the garden, Franklin Proctor. Good morning. Good Frank. morning. What a gorgeous Saturday morning. It certainly is a little chilly. The voice you are hearing, my friends, is that of the darling of the daisies, the queen of the quinces, <laughs> and the original dirt devil herself. <laughs> Charlie Dobbin. I like it. And we Dirt have devil. a special guest. Yes, we do. I'd like to welcome Jacqueline D'Souza. Hi, Good everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Jackie. And Good Jack- morning. Jacqueline said she was listening to some podcasts of the show, and she heard that you are the sous chef of the garden. And made a cogent comment. And what was that? What did you say, Jack? Oh, we do the hard job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The sous chefs do the hard work, the heavy lifting. That's oh, right. Oh, I love it. Apparently, Jacqueline was a real sous chef in a real restaurant in one of her past oh, lives. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, you know what I go through then. So, oh, yeah. so Frank thinks I'm taking all the glory and he's doing all the work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> heavy lifting. Stay on indeed. that one. Okay, part of my job, well, my whole job Only really part is, of your to, job. Yeah, is to pass along the phone numbers. So here we go. <laughs> to reach Charlie and Jackie, give a call to 416 360 here in the Toronto area. Anywhere else in the province, hey, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Keep in mind that I have a little bell here that if you're a first-time caller, I'll ring just for you. It's and our welcome bell. That's right. Yes. yes you get, well, your, get your wings. Get your garden wings. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs garden wings. And our uh, little mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. All righty? Well done. Thank you. You've been practicing. Well, you know, I had the pressure put on I me. Mean, the Jackie, you know, had better reform or I'd be in big trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, a couple of quick announcements before we get to some of our callers and we get Jacqueline telling us a little bit about why she's traveled for two hours by public transit to get here. So, you know, she's made a big effort mm. to get here, so we want to get her on air to tell us a little bit of her story. Absolutely. But uh, mark your calendars for some upcoming events. Next Sunday, February the 7th, Sean Hogan of Sistus Nursery in Portland, Oregon, will be speaking to the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. Of course, that's located at 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie. His topic, Huda Thunk It? <laughs> is all about high elevation plants from around the world that surprise. 1 p.m. in the Floral Hall, of course, all are welcome. Wednesday, February the 10th, the Riverdale Hort Society is hosting a flower show and Ursula Ely, Ely, an excellent teacher of design and experienced judge, 7 p.m. at the Frankland Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue in Toronto. Same night, Burlington Hort Society general meeting, 7.30 p.m., Burlington Senior Centre is where they meet, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker, Sean James, 
uh, master gardener and eco-landscaping professional. I like that term, eco-landscaping. <laughs> Remember Sean came? He was on the show. Uh, refresh Sean, my memory. Um, he's an eco-gardening professional. Oh, he yeah. was all about rain. That's right. Capturing yes. and uh, native plants and sustainable design. And we went out for breakfast. And remember, he just ate nonstop. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll apologize for her, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was great. I really like Sean. That's why I'm teasing him. Uh, anyway, his topic is Simply Shrubs. And, of course, there will be refreshments and a draw. And, of course, the Burlington Hort Society is a fun bunch, so worth checking them out. Now, coming up on Valentine's weekend, I've told you already, Frank, Saturday, February 13th and Sunday, February 14th, Southern Ontario Orchid Society presents its 36th annual orchid show, and it's a big deal. You remember, we saw amazing exhibits, orchids just hanging from the ceiling, I mean, piled high mosses and flowers and fragrance. Remember? It was yeah, well, unbelievable. Yeah. A couple of years ago Absolutely we went... startling. <clears throat> it really was. And then there's the vendors who are selling orchids and selling all the accoutrements. Then there's the experts who are speaking. Give you and great advice on yeah, how to do things. Every question you might have, there's somebody there with an answer for it. Trust me. So all day, both Saturday and Sunday, Toronto Botanical Garden in Toronto. Uh, now, that's 11 to 5. Early before 11 mm. is special photographers only time with tripod so, you know, special 9 to 11 a.m. for them. Now, next weekend, Terry Kennedy will be joining us here on the show. She is an orchid expert. So if you've got orchid questions, hold them for next week. This week, you can call about anything. But we're, like I said, we're also going to talk a bit with Jacqueline. I met her sitting on a booth that was promoting mentorship, women, mentoring women mm-hmm. in the horticultural industry. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, obviously something dear to my heart and clearly also dear to Jack- Jacqueline's heart. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get back from a break that I you believe we have got to go it. We on do. now. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And once again, welcome along to uh, some sage advice from Charlie and And, Jackie. And bird calls in the background. (laughs) That's my cardinal. Uh, Yeah. Well, we have Jerry on on hold here uh, from Rutherford. Have I got that right, Jerry? No, it's Waterford. Oh, Waterford. Waterford. Okay, there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I love your show. Okay. Uh, so back in uh, May, uh, we planted 50 cedars across the back of our property. Mm-hmm. And there, there isn't, it's an open field. There's no homes behind us. And uh, we're pretty much out in the country. Mm. We've got some homes on either side of us, but that nothing behind us where the cedars are. Um, I was slow this year in getting any burlap. I thought probably for the first year they should be, you know, wrapped in burlap. I have it now. Am I too late? There is a snow fence up there, and mm. but it's very windy because it is an open field behind these cedars. Hmm. Okay. Right. Am I too late to put up um, uh, put burlap around it now? Well, around in them? an optimal world, you would have obviously done the, the if you were going to burlap, you would have done it sooner, just because then you could have driven some posts into the ground. Uh, around, you know, on the corners of the the 50-foot length Mm -hmm. and strung your 
burlap around the posts. Well, um, I've got uh, what I've got. I've got a snow fence mm, up there, okay. but it's of course only on the one, one side, side, on the field side. Right. Can you give me an idea what um, what direction is the is the hedge oh, exposed? I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love people um, do their the eyes. The sunsets go. back there. <laughs> oh, okay. So one side is probably facing west, and your side that you look at is facing east. Yeah, it's, if you're, it's if very, you're, very, very windy. Very yeah, windy yeah, on that. We have no protection at all because there's nothing but open field behind us. Is the snow fence on that far side, that yes, west side? it's on the other side of the, um, the, the cedars, so clo- uh, the side closest to the house, there's mm. nothing there. I, so I was going to wrap the burlap around the uh, snow fence and yeah. then put some stakes in at the front and bring it around the front. You probably won't drive, be able to drive stakes in now. The ground will be too frozen. Okay. But even if you can do some protection on that west side, it would probably be worth it. And, okay. And re- for your purposes, you're really just trying to um, prevent desiccation or dehydration of the plants because Correct. of the wind and the sun. Um, and j- cedars are hardy. It's not a question of trying to protect them from the cold. It's more just trying to protect them from the wind. From the wind, right. And And for people that are in the city, we have this secondary uh, protection, which is from salt. And that's where uh, cedars really can suffer and evergreens can suffer if salt is being blown up off the road and then spraying onto evergreens. So, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, today is going to be very mild, as is tomorrow. There's rain in the forecast. It's all above zero. So it certainly, it wouldn't be a bad day to get out there before it gets too mucky when the rain starts and get that cedar, get the burlap put up. Just in case, yeah, we get cold, cold, more cold coming and not a lot of snow cover. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. So I'm not too late then. No, no, never never too late. Better late than never, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Charlie. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for your call. Thanks thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Marlene from Ridgeway is next. Hello, Marlene. Hi, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank, my favorite dancer. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> I don't dancer? remember it. Oh, you were here about oh, maybe three years ago when you were promoting the houses and whatnot. Yes, and we yes. had a lovely dance. Ridgeway by the lake. I remember that distinctly. That's right. He's never danced with me. And you didn't step in my toes, and I don't think I stepped in yours. <laughs> no, and no. you know something? Your your wife was so nice to let me dance with you. Well, that's... She was, your wife's such a sweetheart. No Thank kidding. You. I, I talked to her for a little bit. But anyway, it was so nice to talk to you, and I'm a first-time caller. Oh, oh. Hey, whoa. Wings. There Welcome. we are. Welcome. Charlie, I guess it was about three weeks ago you mentioned about um, a product that uh, kind of tells the moles to get lost and the rabbits to take another hike. Uh, and I had put it down, and I had mislaid it. What is the name of that product? Have you got your pencil out? Yep, got uh, it out. All right. So the word plant, P L A N T. A-N-T, plant, skid, S-K as in... Kid. Yeah, Kool-Aid. <laughs> Y. Okay, I got plant, so yeah. what was the rest? Plant, S as in at, Sam. At? No, S, at, it's plant, skid. I'm going to spell, spell it for you. So plant, S as in Sam, K as in Kool-Aid, Y as in yellow, D as in Dobbin, and D as in Dobbin again. Plant, skid. Okay. the word again. Plant skid is okay. I'll get that. I'll go down to the nursery. Alrighty. Yeah, the nursery should have it. If you have access to the internet, you can look them up under triple W plant skid p l a n t s k y d d dot com. 
Okay, Marlene. I'll do that. Now, the main one I was asking, we used to have a garden about 30 feet by 30 feet, and um, I had decided that that was just too big for us, and I had found a place in between plants last year because I have to have a garden for my tomatoes, and that done very well. And now we're having the gardener come in and do a lot of landscaping, so we lost that. But I found a place at the side of the house, which is facing south, mm-hmm. that had yucca in it. And my neighbor was so nice to take the yuccas out, and my the gardener came in, and he put all paper down for me so the weeds wouldn't grow. Mm-hmm. Now, will I have to have some triple mix to put in there to, to maybe bring that soil up so I can plant my tomatoes and um yeah, I'm going to have tomatoes and zucchini, and I'm going to have um, some yellow beans. <laughs> sounds great. So tight. Well, that sounds great. And, of course, on a southern wall, it'd be perfect. Would I would it? definitely recommend uh, the minimum of be uh, triple mix. Oh, that's I would also recommend some extra some manure, some com- composted manure okay. as part of it, because all of those plants, tomatoes are classic. They are what we call heavy feeders. Mm-hmm. They love, love lots of nutrients in order to grow big and fat and juicy. So you want to have a very fertile, organic-based, well-drained soil, and the southern exposure is perfect. Well, that's good because it's up a little higher because it was it was built around and then it went around the front. So I claimed that part there. I said, I've got to have a garden. I don't care what happens, you know. Good for you. I'm with you. And Gardeners, rule. <laughs> and the zucchini is going to be a little bit at the front, but I don't care. It's going to be green. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, I have tomatoes in my front garden. Don't feel bad. <laughs> so uh, I know that the town supplies uh, uh, that Mulch. material in the spring. You can come and get your uh, yeah. uh, your compost. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can pro- see what the town supplies, and maybe your gardener can help, or maybe your husband has a trailer or a truck, and you can go off and get a big whack of it and get it into the garden, and you're good to go as soon as the weather warms up. Yeah, Speaking well, of good to go. the man that does our grass and whatnot, he has a big trailer, so maybe he can oh, go get it Oh, perfect. Us. Marlene. But yes. Mar- Marlene, speaking of good to go, we have to go now. Our time is just kind of yeah, withering. Well, listen, thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And Frank, anytime you want to dance. All right. Head hey. to Ridgeway. All righty. go. Thank you so His much. card is filling up. Exactly. Our special <laughs> guest this morning is Jacqueline D'Souza, mm-hmm. which will be back to have a chat with her. Charlie, in particular, will be yep. moderating, and I will be sitting back watching in wonderment. And do you want to give the Oh, were you going to give the numbers uh, before yeah, we go? Yeah, I was go? going to do Okay, that. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's all right. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, my boss she smacks me around here. Okay, you are the sous chef. Under, 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 the heavy lifter. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And a quick word to Alice, who's waiting on the line from Mount Hope. Please just be patient, Alice. We want to come back, as I say, to talk to our special guest, and we'll do that right after these words. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And we're live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And uh, Charlie... Cool, sunny morning in January. Last show of the month. That is right. That is right. Days are getting longer. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed? Are you, uh-huh. are you getting that feeling, yeah. Jacqueline? A little bit. Sun, well, son, I really noticed yesterday my automatic lights come on at 5, and it was still pretty light out. <laughs> I was, ooh, got to change those. Love it. So here we have our special guest, Jacqueline, who is 
working with me in a program called Advancing Women in Horticulture. Right. So let's give everybody a little bit of background what this is. It's a mentorship program. It's for helping and supporting women because there are barriers in the horticultural industry for women who want to get into the profession. Yes, it is. And can you give us any examples just off the top of your head, any barriers you might have run into in the last few years of working in this in this profession? It was a field uh, mainly run by men's. Mm-hmm. And for us, it took a little bit to get into, mm-hmm. even though we have, we have the same skills. Yes. Uh, but it was a kind of a, like a barrier in there. So men tend to get hired before women get hired, do you find? Mm. Or? No, they thought that we were weak. Uh, weak. Oh, really? Yeah. Wimps. Couldn't, couldn't carry handle, stuff. Handle uh, the weights of some stuff that we have to do. Well, and there is some really heavy stuff that nobody could lift. I mean, you know. Exactly, it, not even them. That's right. And I know back when I worked in, you know, serious heavy labor back in a lead mine a long time ago, I just worked smarter than the men. I could do what they could do. I just didn't try use my back to lift everything. I used levers and yeah, <laughs> machines and, and multi-loads. Yeah, mechanical means. Exactly, exactly. And, and I was talking to some women yesterday. I was teaching a course at Landscape Ontario. And, you know, going out on a job site, which I know you do at the company you work for, and we'll, yeah. I'd like you to tell us a bit about your job in a second. But this this example. Uh, somebody said, she, um, you know, she works for a, a company that does design and installation of landscapes. And she's working with these crews that are always men. There's like two women in a company with 40 men. When they get on the job site, there is never access to a washroom. The men go behind a tree. Exactly. The women are just supposed to cross their legs. For them, it's not a a problem. I know. They have equipment (laughs) that allows them to go behind the tree (laughs) that we don't have. Well, and I'm not sure every homeowner really wants the the laborers, you know, peeing on the property. Exactly. uh, That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems like sort of a a silly one, but it's an actual real world ongoing issue. And, you know, it just seems so insensitive and so unnecessary. You know, Mm -hmm. clearly those those kinds of questions have to be asked prior to uh, the work starting, uh, wherever the, the work may be. Or, you know, the Tim Hortons has to be close by or whatever. There's got to exactly. be a plan. Yeah. You know, everybody needs access. So tell us a little bit about where you're working these days. Um, well, I'm working at a company uh, based on downtown mm-hmm. Toronto. It's called Wild Rose Gardening. Mm-hmm. It's been around for about 35 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wild Rose Gardening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maintenance mostly. Um, maintenance. Well, maintenance is a big part of the the, the job that we do, but it's a lot of other things in there. Like what? <laughs> like um, decoration of Christmas tree at the end of the, of the year. Big, big Christmas trees. These are inside people's homes? Inside people's like homes. 20 like 20-foot trees? Like, yeah, Ten. 17, 18, uh, 21. These are like castles. They're huge Houses. Palaces. Palaces. And you go and you have to decorate the trees. We we go in. Uh, <laughs> trees. We light. <laughs> we, wow. we light, uh, put uh-huh. the lights on, and we decorate the trees for the clients. Wow. Now, Jackie, before the show, Charlie was kind of mentioning to me, you're from Chile uh, originally, correct? Yeah, I came and, from Chile. <laughs> and how many years have you now been in Canada? I came twice. Uh, the first time I came to Canada was in 2001. Uh-huh. Uh, I stayed here for six years. Um, my husband and I, we decided to go back for personal reasons. 
Um, we got to Chile after like six months. Uh-huh. We decided that <laughs> Chile wasn't the right place for us anymore. Yeah. So you came we back. Could, we couldn't fit in the society down there. Yeah, after six and years we away. we applied for, <laughs> for coming back. Yeah. And they say yes, within, Isn't that within a few okay. months. Yeah. Now, your interest, though, in horticulture, was yeah. that something new for you? Uh, well, it was pretty much new, if I say so. Um, but it was inside me all the time. I grew up in a farm. Okay. And uh, as a child, it was the best time of my life. My mother died when I was two years old. And I, I had to go back to my grandparents. And they were living in a farm. Mm. So I have really good memories. You've got roots then with, yeah. with, with the, the land. With the yeah. land. Yeah. And, yeah. The earth. Yeah. And well, everything. it's wonderful that you, you came back. And now, now you're gainfully employed. And, well, and, and Jackie kind of fell into the horticultural yeah. industry. He was kind of just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I was like looking for something because I'm, my background is nurse and graphic designer. Uh-huh. But... Here I couldn't, I couldn't uh, find job. Mm. Uh, I had to go back to university, and it wasn't something that I could do at the moment. Yeah. So I was like wandering around, having survivor jobs, and I, I one day I was at a, at a community center, and I saw an ad for horticulture. A pre-apprenticeship yeah. for horticulture technicians. And it just and boom. I just yeah. I started listening to uh, the two teachers talking and I was like wow this is for me yeah <laughs> yeah and I think this is actually probably similar something exactly you saw exactly the same and, and you enrolled in September 2013 I think right uh, yeah yeah so and this I, was the poster from 14 yeah <clears throat> so yeah. it was for anybody who you know do you have a grade 12 you know high school equivalent yes. are you interested in the environment do you want to work outdoors and with your hands do you like working with plants and people and are you interested in a skilled trade and you said yes to all those things and exactly. jumped in with both and feet. And I just, I never looked back since then. And I am in love with the, the agriculture feel. It's something amazing for me, being outside, being in the open, even though sometimes it's cold. Mm. But it's, no, I cannot go inside an office anymore. Yeah, um, I know, sit at a desk. No, 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 no. I can't. I have to be moving. Nature, it gives me life. It gives me everything. So, no, yeah, no, I can't. The nurturing, the art, the science. Yeah. It's a its a it very everything. interesting. Whatever yeah. I wanted to go grow into, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's it's, true. It's, uh, it's up to me. And that's where the mentoring comes in. You know, all of us are growing. All of us are learning. Uh, all of us have different experiences. But mentoring and helping each other and supporting each other to be able to grow and you yeah. know, not hit those walls along the way I, or get around those walls is, is part of this program that we're both involved in. So it's pretty yeah, fun. Exactly. Yeah. I want other women's in the field have the same opportunities and see whatever they fit for them good stuff there you go there's a there we summed it up right there excellent (laughs) thanks (laughs) thanks for being our guest yeah and coming all this way it's been a pleasure so far (laughs) okay so far yeah all right (laughs) yeah we're we're just halfway through we're not done with it yet (laughs) now we do have some callers on the line i I did ask alice and uh mount hope to be a little patient and then hopefully that will pay off hey alice good morning and welcome to the show good morning good morning whoops hello hello yeah there we are Uh, we just lost connection there momentarily Okay. Um, I have a Calivia plant, and it's in a 12-inch size uh, pot. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three plants, individual plants, in mm-hmm. the um, 
the planter. Mm-hmm. I would like to know if it's possible to separate them because what's happening is the bulb is poking out of the dirt. It looks like it's overcrowded in the pot. Hmm. Like the, it's a huge, like the plants are huge. <laughs> How long have they been in the pot? Oh, I actually had it given to me about five years ago. Uh-huh. And um, so I have not repotted it since. Okay. Hmm. Well, you know, the, my impulse is to say no, don't, because Clivia prefers to be in a pot that looks too small. They like to be really crowded. You'll get better flowering, a happier plant. Mm-hmm. But if it's at the point where the you know the plant is actually pushing itself out of the pot, then is it's probably too heavy to tilt it over. But if you can tilt it over and look and see if roots are growing out the bottom of the pot, you know the oh, drainage okay. holes, that will be a real giveaway. That if you are seeing roots coming out those drainage holes, then yes, I would plan to repot. Oh, okay. However, this wouldn't be the optimal time. Okay. Because your optimal time to repot would see. Um, it, it, properly, Clivia bl- start blooming in February. Mm-hmm. If you were to repot it now, you may you may stop. You may stress the plant so much that it doesn't flower for you. Oh, okay. So if you can, I would hold off. Wait, wait till the spring. Wait till it's nicer weather. You could even do this outside if you want. Mm-hmm. Then it'd be just a question of t- tipping the whole thing over on its side, getting out a sharp knife. You're going to be slicing those three pa- three plants apart, mm-hmm. and then repotting with fresh soil into three separate pots. Not oh. huge ones though. You, okay. you, you'll go down to ten inch at the most, maybe eight inch for each of the pots, each of the plants. Okay. 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 That would be you. my suggestion because the flowers are too pretty. You don't want to miss those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good Thank stuff. You. Thank I you really for your call. I really enjoy your show. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Ellis. Have a great day and uh, keep with us right here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, phone numbers, I better get those on the air again. For Toronto area listeners, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We'd be delighted to have you uh, join us here on the show, The Garden Show, with Charlie Dobbin and our special guest, Jacqueline D'Souza. And, uh, I, oh, we have Mary in Brampton, a regular caller, I must say, I think. <laughs> Hey, Mary, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Charlie, I have, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, it's an astromera. Actually, it's ulstromeria, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, glad you know. Okay, I've had it in the garden last year, Uh and I took it up, put it in a nice pot, and lo and behold, it's starting to sprout new leaves. Nice. Now, what do I do? Do I cut it back? Because the older leaves at the bottom are really big and fat, the new ones that are coming up, tender. Do I cut it back? How much feed? What do I do? Uh, okay, so wait, so it's got two kinds of leaves on it. Did it have a dormant period? Did it all kind of go to sleep? Oh, for no, f- it, I, I dug it up uh, as it was still. Right. Ugly, and it's doing well, but and I need to do something to do something. Huh. Okay, so you know what? It's been a long time since I... Okay, wait. Yeah, full sun, well-drained soil, da-da-da, place no deeper. Yeah, I, I know all the basics. Yeah, I know. But the question is what to do now. Yeah, with the pruning, how much? Uh, well, are there any... Fl- if it Does it look like it's going to flower? Is that what you were saying? Well, I had two teeny, teeny weeny flowers, which thrilled me. So it's, it's, it's flowering. It's going to flower, but I need to know how to, you know, baby it. 
Exactly. Take it to the next level. So, you know what? I'm going to have to, uh, you're going to have to keep listening and I'm going to have to just double check because it, this is a plant that grows from a bulb. Um, typically, plants that grow from bulbs need a, a downtime, a dormant time in order to really be successful. Um, I've never, I've never, actually, I grew this once, but I gave it to my mom and it, it sort of never came back. <laughs> so, but it's famous as a cut flower. That's oh, that, you see them in bouquets all, all the time. time. All the time. It's a very, very beautiful, long-lasting cut flower, which is and to have it as an indoor plant makes it even more fun because then it lasts even longer. Yeah, like I said, it's it's sh- shooting up new, you know, new stems with fresh leaves. The yeah. bottom bottom leaves are, are older and have and thicker, wider. Right. Okay. So since it, I mean, obviously it isn't dormant now, it sounds like it is wanting to flower. So for now, keep it where you've got it. It should be in a fairly sunny location. Uh, you know, water only as necessary because it is that bulb. You certainly do not want to yeah, rot. I didn't realize it was a bulb. Yeah. Yeah. There's bulbs under there. Huh. And so the, yeah. And I just need to do some, I will do some very quick research and hopefully by the, within the next 15 minutes, I can tell you what your next best oh. steps are. But for now, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. I know. It's, it's not, normal to have it indoors <laughs> in a pot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember it, it came, it was like years ago, it was kind of a new thing, Ulstromeria in a pot. And it was in the spring and summer, these were for sale. Yeah. So almost oh, yeah. like a, yeah, a bedding yeah. plant idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, it, <laughs> the stems are kind of waving at me if I, if I kind of touch them a little bit. So it's, it's, it's really well, leggy. That's the word. Uh, yeah, soft, you're saying. So it's like really, like, uh, yeah. Yes, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just be careful. Don't overwater it. Keep it in lots of light. Uh, yeah. No, it seems and, happy here. I just and they t- to cut it and how much and what else. Well, normally they would flower in the summer. So that's why it might be one of those things that we, I might be telling you to just let it have a downtime. Just stop watering it. Let it be. Mm. Let it go dormant. You know, what we do with our amaryllis. We force them to go dormant by just yeah. stop watering them, stick them the in a dark place. I had two stubs, eight flowers. Lovely. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what, Mary? What? I got to force you to go dormant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, okay, guys. We're up against a break here, that's all. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Boy, Mary's never going to call again. Oh, I bet. You yes, just heard her feelings. She knew I, I was kidding. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, stalks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And we're back in studio with not only, of course, Charlie Dobbin, our uh, expert Master Gardener, but there is someone who is becoming a Master Gardener in the studio with us, too, and that's Jackie D'Souza. So, uh, well, you know, I'm just learning yes. some very interesting things from Jackie D'Souza. Our caller, uh, Mary, who you told her to go dormant, uh, <laughs> I hope, Mary, you're not crying at home after being treated so poorly. Uh, Jackie's telling me that all stromeria, which is what I call the plant, also known as Peruvian lily, and Jackie, who's from Chile, knows all about South American plant material, I'm sure. She said that you call it... Cala. Cala, but ca- not C-A-L-L-A, which is the cala lily, I know. No, it's not a cala lily. No. no. So, cala, and, and it grows everywhere. Yeah. So, look at the photograph. This is what we're talking about. Yes? It comes in all colors. Is that the same plant? Mm, no, it's not the same. 
Oh, not the same plant. All right. It's not the same. Not the same. Okay, so it's something else. All right, but bottom line, this Peruvian lily or Ulstermeria, which is, as I mentioned, this great cut flower, uh, blooms, of course, typically in the spring and summer. At maturity, can be a big plant, two to three feet tall. Uh, recognize that its soil is kept moist when it's growing, but be careful about not allowing it to be soggy. During the winter, it needs to be allowed to dry, dry, dry. Start feeding it in the spring and uh, expect it mm-hmm. to grow and bloom then. So bottom line is, uh, what should Mary do now? She's got all kinds of green growth on it right now. Um, I wouldn't try to force it into dormancy now. I would just keep it in lots of sun, water as necessary, start fertilizing in March, fertilize monthly, get it outside in the summer, uh, into sun eventually, enjoy it outside. And then when you bring it in the fall, call again in the fall and we'll talk about what to do and the dividing you might want to do and the forced dormancy you may have to do as well. Okay. So thank you, Mary. And in from Scarborough on the line uh, waiting for us is Lois. Good morning, Lois. Welcome to The Garden Show. Oh, dear, have I got a voice today. <laughs> That's okay. Morning. I haven't been talking yet, so I don't know. <laughs> you sound it's fine. It's there. Yep. Uh, I have an amaryllis question, and I think when I came on, you just finished talking to somebody about it. I have two that I got the beginning of November, hoping they'd flower for Christmas. All I got were leaves. Oh, new, brand new? Brand new bulbs. Where did you get them from? Oh, I don't think I should tell you. Okay, but... It, I went back to them and told yeah, them about yeah. it, and you know the answer I got? What? Sometimes the sun shines, sometimes it doesn't. Woo, baby, don't go back there again. Mm. No, a brand new, off-the-shelf amaryllis should be 100% guaranteed to bloom. I this happened before, yeah. and I was very disappointed. I had a... Uh, apple blossom and red lion. Oh, yeah, and they're very easy ones to grow. Now I've re- grown them yeah. many times, and I've never had them that all they've got is leaves. Yesterday, well, one fell over off the shelf. I have a little shelves in my laundry room where I keep them, and the leaves broke right off. So that's the uh, end of that bulb. <laughs> well, yeah. But quick question, were they small bulbs, medium they bulbs? They came in those boxes with the pot and the earth and everything. Yeah, and they tend to be a little on the Never small side. Never again will I buy those. Yeah, don't, don't buy I'll a kit. buy them loose Exactly, all the time. exactly. You've learned your lesson. I hope lots of people are listening. Always buy loose amaryllis so you can see the bulb. You can exactly, see it's very fat. Exactly, yep. I'm actually a gardener, so I was quite disappointed. Yeah. But the other question is, I brought one up from the basement yesterday, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to get through to you to ask you this. It, it was moon something. Oh, yeah. It's been resting down in the basement, and I brought it up. But it had three babies attached to it. Aw. And one little baby, it's got a little sprout coming out. Yeah, yeah. And once the bulbs get big enough, they will bloom. But the little tiny bulbs... So do I cut t- them off? You could, but I wouldn't do it now. Wait till they're, you're going dormant again at the end of the summer. Okay, Let them just I'm, grow. I brought it up now. I'm hoping to get this to bloom for uh, Easter. Yeah, good for you. I hope so too. But and then you'll let them grow after they've bloomed. Either way, you're going to let them grow and green up and fatten up the bulbs for next winter. So these new ones that I just got, what the heck do I do with them now? Compost. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't say that. You could. <laughs> you, oh my goodness. Okay, you what could. A no, but you could grow them as green plants for the next six months. Force them into dormancy. Come late summer, early fall, see what happens oh, next oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, have the next Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And eventually oh, they'll flower. Eight bucks, I'd rather do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. 
<laughs> quality, quality. Num- you need number one big fat loose but this bulbs. One I know. I heard you talking about it a couple of weeks ago. It's called Moon Something. Yeah. And I wish I'd written it down. It was a beautiful one, white with green in the center. Oh, yes, exactly. I know, I can't remember what it is either. So, But yes, it's lovely. There's so many great amaryllis out there I, now. I want that blooming for Easter, uh, which is eight weeks from now. All right, good. Well, let us know how that works. Thanks very much. Okay, okay Lois. Thank you. Take care of Scarborough Force, and thank you for uh, offering up your question to Charlie. We'll, uh, oh, that line le- uh, leaves the line open, should I say, as we say goodbye to Lois. 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Charlie Dobbin shall return after these words. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, red-faced am I, because uh, all morning long in this show, I've, I've pronounced the, uh, <laughs> uh, our guest's name incorrectly, for heaven's sakes. So it's Jacqueline Silva, right? Yes. I, I can't remember what I said now, but it was incorrect in any case. <laughs> but there we are. Delighted to have you with us. And all came about, really, uh, Charlie last week said... I'm going to bring a special guest in, and I'm really excited because she is uh, fairly new to the world of horticulture, but so excited mm-hmm. about the business. And you've gotten in touch with uh, Jackie um, through the mentorship program. And I That's thought, right, yeah. Maybe it'd be worthwhile to talk a little bit more about the mentorship program. Well, I mean, I can tell you that it came about through a nonprofit organization called Micro Skills. Mm-hmm. And they that their whole reason for existence is to help challenged people, people that are might have issues. They could be new immigrants. They could be, um, you know, older than average. It's trying to get started in mm-hmm. a profession and get going with careers. So Microskills, through the Women's Directorate, I think, got a grant for a two-year pilot project in uh, helping and set up a program, a mentoring program, where women will support women. So it's going to be, you know, the, the industry is huge. The horticultural industry goes across so many different levels. And it's not just hauling around stones. And it's not just mowing lawns. And it's not just garden design. It's not just shoveling snow. It's, it's, it's so, many, so much more than that. And I think that that's been one of the really big issues is that people tend to get channeled into, you know, horticultural construction, you know, landscape construction or landscape design. And, um, yeah, so the, the, it's the whole mentoring program is to try and open up opportunities and open up, share information between women. So that's what Jacqueline and I are getting involved in. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I do believe we have someone online uh, waiting for us. Uh, you uh, do believe in. that? Uh, yes. Indeed, I was right. Indeed. Indeed, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. You are Mississauga. such a dude. I know. Hey, good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. I'm actually calling about my mom's plant. Um, I have a Slivia I had bought for her a few years back, and it's decided to have a bunch of babies. And I was wondering how I would go about uh, removing them from the mother plant. So help me. to invade the, plant, the S- pot. Okay, you're calling it a Slivia. I don't know what that is. Could it be a Clivia? I, it could be, yes. C-I- C-L-I-V-I-A. It's a um, tropical plant from South Africa. Right. So actually, you're right. We would 
traditionally um, call that a clivia, but okay. properly it's actually called clivia. Okay. It's named after like Joe Clive or somebody, you know, some or Clive, some Brit, uh, yeah, named Clive, <laughs> yeah. you know, who discovered it right? <laughs> in some rainforest, and they named it after him. So, uh, so clivia. So, how to care for it was your question, or oh, there's all these babies. Leave them alone. Leave them. They, okay. they like. To, they don't like to be disturbed. You're better to have. 40 little plants all in one pot, then 40 pots with separate plants. Really? Unless, as our first or second or third caller was also asking the same question, should I transplant my clavia? And it was like, well, not unless it's pushing roots out the bottom of the pot. That, okay. That's your real indication that a plant needs to be transplanted. When roots are growing out the bottom, there's, you know, there's just no more room in there. You've got you've to get bigger pot or separate plants into smaller groups. But, so I guess there would be no way, way to share the plant then because, like, like I said, it was my mother's, mm-hmm. and I know that her, my aunt wanted you know, mm-hmm. one of them, but... Oh no! If okay. You say it's best not to disturb it. Then I don't want to. Oh well, kill it. Yes. No. 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 It won't kill it to disturb it. it. But it will set it back. It's always a bit stressful to transplant a plant. So gotcha. what I would do, recognizing that February is flowering time for clavia, and mm-hmm. just let it be for February and March. And maybe by April would be a, an optimal time because it should be finished flowering by then to lay it on its side, pull the pot off, get out a sharp knife, chop that plant up into however many, you know, if you've got, count the number of plants in there, you can chop it up into that many plants, well, severing through the root here. ball. Pardon? Okay. Or at least. Four of them in total. Yeah. So there you go. So you got four separate plants, have on hand fresh potting soil, four pots that are going to be the right size. Get those plants replanted immediately, watered thoroughly, and then you're right. Give your aunt one if she would like one. Thank you so much. Okay. You're very welcome. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Michelle. And, uh, gee, I should have checked to make sure that it sounded like she might have been a first-time caller. Oh, you're right. Just in case. I was going to say, on principle. Yeah, on principle. There you go. You have your wings. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a fun show, and uh, we thank uh, most sincerely our, our guest today. It's uh, most Jacqueline sincerely, and I'm Silva. really wishing that I could and come you up have with a, You have an eight-year-old boy. Is he yeah. listening today? Yeah. Say hi to him. Hi, Ben. Are hi. you there? Ah, I, there I you. hoped you are. That's good. Okay. Hi, Ben, from all of us. All right, for more information on this program, the Advancing Women in Horticulture Through Mentorship Program, I would go to the MicroSkills website, which is www.microskills.com. CA. And if you are interested and still can't get any information, you can email me here at the station. And of course, my email is c.dobbin, excuse me, c.dobbin at mzmedia.com. Very good. You Thank got that down. You. I know. I had to read it, actually. I don't have it down. It <laughs> well, changes I thought you were, too often. I thought you were going to spell your name because sometimes you don't know who you are. It's well, c.dobbin, D O B B. I-N. Yeah, see, he's good. He used to call me Dubbin. She used to slap him around. Oh, <laughs> used like, to slap him around. She still does. <laughs> like I'm a shoe polish or something. Okay. So, Franklin, as usual, thank you, thank you. Thank You're you, the Charlie. best sous chef ever. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming all this way. It's been no such a pleasure to have it's you in the studio. And, of course, Sebastian, we have to thank for all his great support in the backdrop, background, and our great callers. So... We'll be back again next week. It'll be February. Oh, my gosh. Spring is in the air. And I can't wait. And so we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.